So, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Self Development with Tactics podcast. Um, no, that's not good. That is no good, but this is somewhat good. Yeah. Um, today we are gonna go ahead with. I guess that I didn't I go through something yesterday. History, no. Hmm. Mm, let me see very quickly. Um, today, blah 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 blah. Well, I googled some things today, I guess. And yesterday, where do I find the logo that I want to find? Where is it? Sixteen, maybe. Have I recorded that early yesterday? Have I recorded anything yesterday? Hmm. Because I guess that I went through a book summary as well. But I do not know which one. Best, newest, newest. Oh, there's actually a new one. How to Live on 24 Hours a Day by Arnold Benet. Or Benet. Delightful, quick, droll. I guess troll, droll, droll, funny old book from 1908 about how to make the best use of your time. I, li- I like his writing voice. I like his points on poetry, novels, curiosity, empathy, meritorious, reading the news, and of course, making the most of every minute you have. Mm, where is it? The me, me, me epidemic. Will Smith. All I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. I guess this wasn't it. Oh, non-violent communication. Of course. But I would actually rather go through the other one. Tell me what you'd like me to do to give you the love you're looking for. Specify which thoughts you would like them to share. I'm going to go through the other one. I'm actually way more interested in it right now. So... The newest and how to live on 24 hours a day by Arnold Benet. It's also very short, so it's a good option for today. You cannot waste time in advance. The next year, the next day, the next hour are lying or are lying ready for you. As perfect, as unspoiled as if you had never wasted or misapplied a single moment in all your career. You can turn over a new leaf every hour if you choose. The idea of devoting 30 or 40 consecutive minutes of wonderful solitude reading of newspaper is repugnant. Whatever repugnant even means, I don't know. People say, one can't help one's thoughts, but one can. The control of the thinking machine is perfectly possible. And since nothing whatever happens to us outside or Uh, our own brain, since nothing hurts us or gives us pleasure except within the brain, it is supremely important to be able to control what goes on in that mysterious brain. Without the power to ensure obedience from the brain, true life is impossible. Mind control is the first element of a full existence. The first business of the day should be... I'm sorry...
I do truly hope that I'm going to cut that out, but chances are not going to do so. Anyway, uh, the first business of the day should be to put the mind through its paces. Devote part of your day to deliberate consideration of your reason, principles, and conduct. If you can afford to do so, of course. Burglars in jail are miserable because their principles are contrary to burglary. If they generally believed in the moral excellence of burglary, penal servitude would simply mean so many years so many happy years for them. Matters are happy because their conduct and their principles agree. Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. When one believes that nothing happens without a cause, one grows not only large-minded but also large-hearted. It is hard to have one's watch stolen, but one reflects that the thief of the watch became a thief from causes of heredity and environment which are as, in, as interesting as they are scientifically comprehensible and one buys another watch if not with joy at any rate with a philosophy that makes bitterness impossible one loses in a study of cause and effect that absurd air which so many people have on being always shocked and painted by the curious curiousness of life such people live amid human nature as if human nature were a foreign country full of awful foreign customers. Um, it just really reminds me of something. You know, it, it, it reminds me of, well, uh, you're living a life, yes, is some things that, that happen in this particular life. Is it really that important? Is it really... Um, does it matter that much? Does it matter that much if I do this over that? If I say this over that? I mean, in a moment, it might mean a lot. But in the macro, it's it's just totally not the case. You know, a lot of things in the macro just, you know, really do not matter. As it is with uh, certain things like, I don't fucking know. Um, an exam. Gonna have some, uh, or I am having uh, a few exams in the next uh, two weeks or something um, well does it really matter that much you know is it really that important is it really as important as I like think it is hmm. nothing is humdrum or humdrum whatever the fuck this is tell us why as the natural result of cause and effect this longest straight street in London is about a yard and a half in length while the longest absolute straight street in Paris extends for miles it is only the bad parts of novels that are difficult. A good novel rushes you through uh, forward like a skiff down a stream and you arrive at the end. Perhaps breathless, but unexhausted. The best novels evolve the least strain. Which I guess also um, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? But anyway, read poetry before anything. Imaginative poetry produces a far greater mental strain than novels. It produces probably the severest strain of any form of literature. It is the highest form of literature, apparently. Um, it yields the highest form of pleasure and teaches the highest form of wisdom. Begin by reading 
Hazlitt's famous essay on the nature of poetry in general. It is difficult to imagine the mental state of the man who, after reading Hazlitt's essay, is not urgently desirous of reading some poetry before his next meal. I think that we're going to do so after I finish this one, since it is so, 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 uh, short. I know people who read and read, and for all the good it does them, they might just as well cut bread and butter. Unless you give at least 45 minutes to careful, fatiguing reflection upon what you are reading, your reading time is chiefly wasted. Having once decided to achieve a certain task, achieve it at all costs of tedium and distate. The gain in self-confidence of having accomplished a tiresome labor is immense. And I think this is actually really great advice. And I would say so as well, you know, uh, at least a little bit of a star or asterisk, at least push yourself. Um, if you have set out to do something that in the process of doing so, it like seems just tremendously unimaginable, you know, you, you thought, well, I can do a hundred pushups throughout the day, but you're just really unable to do so because, you know, it's kind of threatening your life. Well, at least push yourself, at least push yourself to do as much as, as you possibly can. And, um, well, sometimes we find ourselves being able to do way more than we thought we can. And, uh, that is amazing. It really fucking is. Um, great little, uh, well, summary there. I'm actually not quite sure what I should think about it. Um, since it is so short, it does not give me any opportunity and possibility to, to, to judge it in any form or way. But, um, well, yeah, let's actually see what this poetry author or author in general is all about. Let's see whether I can even find something. Visit website. Poetry, poetry in general. No poetry. I wanna fuck off. <laughs> Hazlet? Um, poetry. From On Poetry in General by William Hazlitt. What Hazlitt says about poetry. Uh, poetry puts the spirit of life and motion into the universe. It describes the flowing, not the fixed. It doesn't define the limits of sense or anal analyze the distinction of the understanding, but signifies the excess of the imagination beyond the actual or ordinary impression of any object or feeling. Um, are there also some shorts? Because I guess this is just really long. Yes, it is really long. Um, William Hazlitt. Poem Hunter. Well, maybe maybe we can find something short here. Uh, was an enlightened writer. No, not an enlightened. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> was an English writer remembered for his humanistic essays and literary criticism. And as an art critic, drama critic, social commentator and philosopher, he was also a painter. He is now considered one of the great critiques and essayists of the English language, placed in the company of Samuel J. Writing 2.3 stars. I guess that is not that much. 
there are some quotes, but I do not actually his popularity the popularity rose uh, actually quite a bit in uh, let me see mid 2019 no 2019 it's like kind of the start of things and then in 2020 it got even more for whatever reason I don't know why um, gutenberg.org uh, maybe can I can I find a picture um, poetry short I don't fucking know if I'm... Let, let's just have a look at this one. It's probably really long. It really is really long. I'm not gonna go through it. Let's see what Wikipedia fuck off is saying. No. Whoa. That's pretty elaborate. Return to philosophy, second marriage and tour of Europe. Childhood, life and works. Journalist, return to philosophy. Maybe uh, that's a pain in the ass. That's a real pain in the ass. Maybe let's go back a few bits. Um, because maybe, or at least, we can get something out of why. Out of the quotes, I'd assume. Or at least hope. Such a waste of time. Well, let's see. A gentle word, a kind look, a good-natured smile can work wonders and accomplish miracles. We do not see nature with our eyes, but with our understanding and our hearts. The art of life is to know how to enjoy a little and to endure very much. <laughs> the fuck? Very optimistic. Uh, as is our confidence, so is our capacity. The more we do, the more we can do. Prosperity is a great teacher, adversity a greater. Look up, love loud, talk big, keep the color in your cheek and the fire in your eye. Adam your person and maintain your health, your beauty and your animal spirits. Animal spirits is like, um, what does it include? Anger, libido, well. Wit is the salt of conversation, not the food. He will never have true friends who is afraid of making enemies. Man is the only animal that laughs and weeps, for he is the only animal that is stuck with the difference between what things are and what they ought to be. I am not smart, but I like to observe. Millions saw the apple fall, but Newton was the one who asked why. Even, and this is going to be the last one, uh, in the common affairs of life, in love, friendship and marriage, how little security have we when we trust our happiness in the hands of others? Yeah, I think this is actually a pretty good one to, to end the episode here. And yeah, with that being said, I'm going to see you the next time. Bye-bye.